Hello, everyone. This is a partial preview of a premium episode of Blocked and Reported. If you would like to hear the whole thing, go to blockedandreported.org, where for a very affordable rate, best value in media, I'd say, though I am biased, you can get access to this and uh, three premium episodes each and every month. Either way, I hope you enjoy the preview. What are we talking about today? We are talking about the new Liz Holmes. Liz, not Elizabeth, Liz Holmes. She's reinventing herself because a pathetic, awful New York Times journalist is allowing her to do that. It's disgraceful. We could not be more mad. No, we're absolutely livid about this. Uh, You want to sum up the story? Yes. The New York Times magazine, Liz Holmes wants you to forget about Elizabeth. Subhead, the black turtlenecks are gone. So is the voice. As the convicted Theranos founder awaits prison, she has adopted a new persona, devoted mother. I, Amy Chozik, love her and want to hug and kiss her forever. I don't think that's very objective. Do you think Liz Holmes actually wrote this piece and then uh, and then just found some random person's byline to put on it? I think that's what happened. Yeah. Has anyone seen Liz Holmes and Amy Chozik mm-hmm. in the same place at the same time, other than the people they talked to for the story? Uh, no, I'll just I'll sum it up briefly that we can talk about it. A lot of people talk about this on uh, Twitter. So Amy Chozik is a political reporter at the time. She spent a bunch of time with Elizabeth Holmes for Times Magazine story. Holmes is the fraudster who convinced everyone that her company, Theranos, had come up with revolutionary uh, blood testing technology because she was young and blonde and pretty and did this weird little voice. Katie, can you do the voice or should we drop in a clip? I'm Elizabeth Holmes. Yeah, it was this, people, everybody knows what the voice is now. It was very guttural. Is that the word? Maybe not. She just like dropped her natural speaking voice like 12 octaves. I'm not sure it's really, con- it's uh, sui generis, sui generis. How do you pronounce that? It was its own I thing. Don't know. Like your shitty little suburb. It's its own thing. <laughs> oh, shut up. Uh, yeah, she also, she always wore these black turtlenecks like Steve Jobs style. She definitely curated an image for herself. And at first, when she started this company, it seemed to benefit her, right? Because there were all of these glowing profiles of her in the media, you know, girl boss, girl founder. She just had to talk like this to uh, convince people to give her money, apparently. Should we start doing that? I'm Amy. I'm Jesse Single. This is Blocked Reporting. <laughs> yeah, I'm Katie Herzog. My balls just dropped. <laughs> so... Thanks to the Wall Street Journal, everything fell apart for Theranos. Uh, They looked into this, and the blood testing technology was worthless. My favorite part of this will always be that people would like drop their blood off to be tested by Theranos, and Theranos would then send it to a real blood testing center. Uh, It's basically Mm -hmm. the steamed ham scene where uh, (laughs) President Skinner, uh, you don't even know what I'm talking about, which is pathetic. What show is this or movie? The Simpsons. Maybe you've heard of it? Oh, I have. Elizabeth Holmes was convicted on four charges out of 11 of defrauding Theranos investors of more than $100 million, and she's off to jail. But not yet. She didn't have to report to jail immediately. Um, If I ran the justice system, I would just get to convict people and immediately send them to jail. Mm -hmm. There were appeals. There was other legal wrangling. And she uh, is going to be spending 11.25 years in jail. It was going to be 11.297, but she has good lawyers. Uh, but she's spending this time before her incarceration with her husband or a partner, I should say, Billy Evans and their two small children. So Amy chose. Are they not married? Said partner. So I guess they're not married. Okay. It's fucked up that they're living in sin. Is, isn't Billy Evans the guy, the name of the guy who did Firefest? <laughs> wow. I believe this is a different. I think it is. Let's look this no, up. This is not the same guy. Well, no oh, shit. Oh, you think it's the same name? Yeah. 
I'm going to look it up. Make sure. like, wow, that'd be a big thing for Amy Chozik to have left out of her piece. No, that was Billy McFarland. You lose. Too bad. So, that would be great if his if she if he if her husband happened to see. They did have the same first name, so they're probably related. Um, I I would guess so. Amy Chozik's piece is basically a profile of post conviction pre imprisonment Elizabeth Holmes. Clearly, a lot of time went to it into it, and clearly Chozik spoke to like everyone with any connection to Holmes, including her partner, uh, her dad. Uh, and it's she cl- didn't talk to me. I have a connection with Elizabeth Holmes. What's your connection? I know her sister in law. Who's her sister-in-law? Her sister, the woman who is married to Christian Holmes. Who's Christian Holmes? Elizabeth Holmes' brother. Who, like, do you know what his sister-in-law is, Jesse? Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, like, is her sister? Her, you just know how, where do you know her from? Is what I meant. I wasn't asked. I wasn't literally saying what is. A- <laughs> Look, Christian Holmes is a. <laughs> Who's her sister? Christian Holmes worked for Theranos. He's mentioned in this profile. He's in. He was like in all of the movies and shows about her. Not him himself, but somebody playing his character. Uh, yeah, I I know his wife very vaguely, but I know his wife. How do you know her wife? Long story. <laughs> <laughs> we bathed the racist guy together. She used to be. She she went through a gay stage. Oh, nice. Is this? Are we breaking news here? Uh, I don't think anybody's going to care that that Elizabeth Holmes' sister in law once <laughs> dated a, dated a friend of mine. This is going to like accidentally turn into the biggest scandal yet for us. So anyway, clearly a lot of time went into this profile, and clearly Amy Chozik was interested in telling a story a bit more complicated and nuanced than bad lady, bad Katie. How would you say that has gone on Twitter for Amy Chozik? You honestly, you would have thought from the Twitter Twitter reaction that she that the New York Times published an article about how Richard Spencer was a good dresser. I mean, I, I came up with the same comparison, I, and let's get back to that in a bit. It like really, people were so critical of the story. Like, all right, here's just a few examples. Soledad O'Brien, she tweeted, "Nice to be a pretty white lady working your charm on a New York Times reporter." I don't think anybody calls Elizabeth Holm pretty. Yeah, she's mentioned. She does mention that she's attractive. Oh, she does. Okay, I just guess not my turn. Yeah, in the story. But also look at who Soledad O'Brien, like internationally celebrated gorgeous news person. Yes. Look who she's quote. Oh, re- yeah. Look who she's quote retweet. That's not what I'm. <laughs> yes, that's what I was getting. At. I want us to note how hot she is. No, look who she's quote retweeting. She's quote retweeting the Red River Valley DSA. <laughs> I don't know why, but I love that. All right. And they said, when you get suckered into another grift, there's also Joyce Carol Oates, also famed beauty. She tweeted, coming in the New York Times, my friend Bernie Madoff, cold-blooded crook who defrauded 37,000 people or affable schnorrer. What's a schnorrer? Is that a Jew thing? It's like a Yiddish term. Yeah. Who made mistakes. Uh, ben Collins, friend of the pod. Oh, my favorite. Ben Collins, he retweeted, he took a screenshot of one of these, of this particular paragraph he said, lol, come on, man, hook, line, and sinker. I'm going to read you the paragraph because this is one that that I think people latched onto. Chozik writes, I realized I was essentially writing a story about two different people. There was Elizabeth, celebrated in the media as a rock star inventor whose brilliance dazzled illustrious Richmond and whose criminal trial captivated the world. Then there was Liz, as Mr. Evans and her friends call her, the mom of two who over the past year has been volunteering for a rape crisis hotline. Okay, so what Ben is saying here is that the author was snowed by a con artist. And that's kind of funny, I thought, because Ben himself was absolutely, totally credulous about everything Keffel said about Kiwi Farms. Uh, we'll go back and listen to our 14-part episode on that. But he ignores that the author, Chozik, addresses this in her piece. That's what the piece is actually about. Like, that's the whole tension in the piece is the author wrestling with what Elizabeth Holmes has done and the fact that she is personally charmed by her. Let me read you a paragraph from her piece. I was admittedly swept up in Liz as an authentic and sympathetic person. 
She's gentle and charismatic in a quiet way. My, my editor laughed at me when I shared these impressions, telling me, and I quote, Amy Chozik, you got rolled. I vigorously disagreed. You don't know her like I do. But then something very strange happened. I worked my way through a list of Mrs. Holmes' friends, family, and longtime supporters whom she and Mr. Evans suggested I speak to. One of those friends said Ms. Holmes had genuine intentions at Theranos and didn't deserve a lengthy prison sentence. Then this person requested anonymity to caution me not to believe everything Ms. Holmes says. Like, Ben ignores that. He just pretends that this is just this this author getting absolutely conned when she writes about it in the piece. It's almost like he didn't read the entire thing. It, yeah, I mean, it's even worse than that because the paragraph after the one, Collins uh, screen caps out of context, the end of that paragraph says, so how could I be sure that, quote unquote, Liz wasn't another character that Ms. Holmes had created. Right. It's really dishonest because Amy Chozik is very straightforwardly like, she both says, I was a little bit charmed by this person, but I knew that that this person is a liar and a fraudster. The The first graph of this story ends with the sentence, Ms. Holmes speaks in a soft, slightly low, but totally unremarkable voice, no hint of the throaty contralto she used while running her defunct blood-testing startup Theranos. You couldn't telegraph any clearer that Amy Chozik going in knows this is a dishonest person. Yeah, and that's what I thought was interesting about this piece is that this author, she's really breaking the fourth wall. She's really wrestling with the fact that she's personally charmed by this person, and she knows that this person is manipulative. And so it's almost as though – so on Twitter – you know, this thing happens where somebody will take a screenshot, like Ben Collins here, just post that, and then people react to the screenshot rather than the piece itself. Ben Collins, Soledad O'Brien, Joyce Carol Oates, they should know better than to react to the screenshot. And I'm like, I'm, I genuinely wonder if they read the article and how they missed all of the nuance yeah. there. Well, to be fair, Soledad O'Brien is an innocent victim of the misinformation from the Red River Valley DSA. How could she have known <laughs> not to trust Red River Valley DSA's media criticism? Where do you think Red River is? It probably doesn't exist. Care. It's probably a fake DSA account. <laughs> there was also Hamilton Nolan. He's one of the former Gawker guys. He tweeted, there's always a point in crisis management PR when they say to the client slash villain, we have to humanize you. And if you're the reporter who gets that pitch, the thing to do is to say no thanks. Well, first of all, we actually don't know if if Amy Chozik got this pitch from a PR flack. But look at his language there. Villain. He is so sure that Elizabeth Holmes is fundamentally bad that he can't seem to entertain the possibility that the story might be more complex. And that, to me, is why the piece was actually compelling. It does humanize someone who is caricatured as a monster. And it's a, that's a line that, that I've bought since the Elizabeth Holmes saga. I watched the TV shows and listened to the podcast and read the articles. And if you do that, you will come away with the sense that she is this sort of manipulative Svengali figure. And uh, frankly, after reading this piece, I'm actually not so sure. And maybe that means that I also got rolled. But I think it's, it's a more interesting story than the one that we've read yeah. a million times about how Elizabeth Holmes is a con artist. I can think of a few times when I've gotten in like really – witnessed or got into heated disputes over people where like everyone agrees they did something wrong, but it seems so important for them to be categorized as like abjectly evil. So all bad. Yeah. I used to be on this listserv that I left, which might be a story for someday because the listserv in my view melted down. That's it. That's all you're getting. If you want to hear the rest, go to blockedreported.org. Thank you for listening.